Good evening and welcome to Italian Impact Weekly, coming to you from Robert Morris University Studios. I'm your host, Steve Stefano Mancini. And I'm Claudio Relsano, and I say it in English. I don't say Claudio. Maybe I should I do have that. some pizzazz, right. man. We I, got, I got too much pizzazz. <laughs> I got too much pizzazz. I got to tone it down a little bit. But welcome to the show, everybody. Show number eight, I believe. It, yeah, I think right. it is. Yeah, time is. flies when you're having fun or not having fun. I got way, no complaints. I got no complaints. This has but, been fun. And before we go on, we always, at the end of the show, I thank my parents. Well, we always have to thank Mr. Joe Hale. We do. Joe's the best. There Appreciate he is. Him. He's giving good us man. the shrug. He's a good man. Don't worry about what they tell you, Joe. We said you're okay. <laughs> we said you're okay. Well, you right. had a busy weekend. I did. Um, in fact, uh, I, I do want to kind of uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that because there's a nice there's a nice conversation coming up about uh, you know it kind of plays into the whole thing the reason why we're doing this show, but uh, you know as always we you know we thank you the listeners again we're doing this for you at the end of the day because we're trying to keep you know you informed like we keep saying from day one this isn't about Italians only hey if you're not Italian tune out it's it's not that at all. You know, we're two guys, you know, we've got our influence, our cultures, and we're just trying to, you know, help you appreciate our culture at the same time. You know, we appreciate where everyone comes from. Everybody's got a story, and we've always said this. And, um, you know, so again, thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the folks that are listening online. We know there are people listening at khvradio.com. We want to thank you as well. And Claudio, you didn't get your del- you know, your bell ding. What's the bell ding for? Oh, ItalianImpactWeekly.com. <laughs> and my name is www.ItalianImpactWeekly.com. There it is. Fantastic. No, we got a great show for you tonight. I, we think we do. We always do. We plan these things out. These things run wonderfully. Um, but I'll tell you what I want to do. I do want to talk about the event last week because um, we don't, I definitely know that there are people listening to us right now that were at that event. Because when I was sitting at a the table, they said, oh, I heard you on the radio. And I said, I said, you're the one. No, but <laughs> but no, but so we know there's people. So we appreciate right. the fact that people are For listening sure. to the show. So thank you very much. And I want to talk about that event because it was actually turned out to be a very good event. So for the listeners that didn't get a chance to attend or you're kind of just tuning in and didn't get this, the last couple of weeks, we had uh, some guests on to talk about a fundraising event. And it was for uh, La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei. And so on March 17th, they had a fundraiser with Patrizio Boani on. And uh, now, on a side note about him, look, I don't care what anybody says. I can like a guy singer, all right? And the guy had a little bit of Tom Jones. He had a little bit of Elvis. He even had a little bit of Chuck Berry. I didn't know he could play the guitar. So he even did the, you know how Chuck Berry would put the guitar behind sure. his head? He's, he's got the guitar. He's doing that. Then he goes over to the piano, starts playing the piano. He's, he's an entertainer. He was, he was, it was really good. And I was like, man, he is really good live. So fantastic job for Patrizio, but also for Angela and the folks to have said, I think he'll be a good guest. He was a good guest. He had everybody on their feet. Of course, they did the traditional Italian songs, but he also did a lot of other songs. It was very nice. And um, definitely a ladies' man. He did the whole walk around the audience, yeah. you know, grabbing the hands, kiss the hands, and right. the ladies, oh, you know, I'm like, even I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a very good entertainment. So a very nice show, you know, good food. But more importantly was the intent. We honored some very good Italian-Americans who have done a lot for community. And I think what was funny was when I was sitting there listening to the presentations, even I was like, well, I didn't know that. And I think, again, it's not about whether you're Italian or not. It's like there are people in your community that do things for the community. They get involved in organizations. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's someone at your local church. What? Maybe it's whatever. It's a volunteer food. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But there are always people that are stepping up doing things for the community. 
And it's nice that people don't seek recognition because then you know that they're doing it for the right reasons. Right. And so when you're hearing these stories, you're like, wow, I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, wow, that was that. Like, I didn't know that. And so that was very nice. It was very nice for the folks. In fact, one of the guests was, was Dr. Uh, Joe D'Andre. He was 94 years old. And it was funny because I think a couple of guys, I didn't know you're still alive, Joe. <laughs> but Joe's, Joe's full of, he's a he's a great guy, full of energy. Is that the guy? That's the guy you know. Yeah, he goes in the wheelchair and fantastic okay. guy. Fantastic guy. I, mean, I wheeled him in in the wheelchair. He, okay, that's the guy you wanted me to yep, meet before. Yeah, fantastic okay, guy. And um, what was funny, though, is when he starts doing his, you know, he starts doing his thank you and he's, and he's speaking Italian. At some point, he starts. He goes, "Wait a minute, was I speaking Italian?" Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's just—it was like perfect, you know, like yeah. just a perfect thing." So again, he's around. You know, people are shaking hands. What was nice about the event, though, was having an event like that brought a lot of people together. I mean, when was the last time there was a large gathering mm-hmm. of Italians in Pittsburgh? Right? right. I don't know. So. It was nice, and you could see the people hadn't seen each other in years. Like I know Joe, I see these guy, he hadn't seen these people, and he's telling me, he's like, I haven't seen that guy in you know ten, you know ten, twenty years. I haven't right. seen. So it was a very nice event, and it's a good cause. You know, um, I didn't, I wasn't that familiar with the school till not too long ago, and I'm both feet in. So the squala, you know, the Talia Galileo Galilea. I don't want to, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, a commercial spokesman or something, but I'm telling you. It's a it's a fantastic school. It's a nonprofit. They're actually endorsed by the consulate in Philadelphia. In fact, one of the speakers was from the consulate in Philadelphia. Again, they're independent. They're an actual immersion, cultural immersion. They do more than language, though. So they also do science and art. They do other things. It's K through 12, but it's also adult training. So it's one of those things. They're trying to raise money to have a permanent facility, primarily for the Italian-American community here in Pittsburgh. Long overdue. Long overdue. We're, we're, you know, you, you and I have talked, but just you know a lot of people. And we're going to talk about clubs, and I'm, you know, I'm going to let you have the microphone here in a little bit. But there are all these organizations and all these great people, and it's like, you know, every every community's got them. But where can we? I don't want to say centralize it, but where can we pull it together and say, hey, if there's a place to go, you know, and it's not a history center, where can we go? Where is that place? And, and with that being said, I kind of want to segue into something. And I, I want to let you start off kind of with the, um, you know, you're the president of the Italian Sports Hall of Fame. But, you know, chapter, yeah. Right. But I want to I talk about that because these, there are a lot of different social groups. You know, 50, 60 years ago, that was the thing. Sure Everybody was. was. Remember with the Moose Lodges? Yeah. Remember <laughs> all these Elks Lodge? You had all these groups. I think there are still some Moose Lodges out there. But yeah. a lot of these groups don't seem to have the appeal to the younger generations. And you and I have talked about right. this. But let me ask you this question. I'll let you kind of talk for a little bit. Um, why is that important? You, you, you're, I joined the Italian Sports Hall of Fame, Pittsburgh chapter, because not just because I know you, but I kind of got to learn about it. But, but I want other people to join that because of what you told me. Now you tell me, why is that important? Why would somebody who's listening say, what do I care? I can only speak for myself. It was important to me. I remember years ago when Dan Marino Sr., started the Pittsburgh chapter. And obviously there's the Italian, you know, the Italian Sports Hall of Fame in Chicago. And there were different chapters, but I think Pittsburgh might be the only one left, unfortunately. But it was important to me because, again, I'll say it again, Roberto Clemente always used to say, for me, for me. For me it was important because I wanted to one day Won an award from that organization, which I did in 2016. I was a coach, of the, Italian coach of the year. But 
1999, my wife and I went to Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut to watch my friend Vinny Pazianza fight. So before the fight, we're walking around, and it was a big cabinet of Ernie D. Gregorio, who was a superstar college basketball player for Providence College. And there was a plaque in there with the Italian-American uh, Sports Hall of Fame logo. And I told him, I want that logo. I want that plaque. And, and thankfully, and hopefully someday I can be in the Hall of Fame. But I knew it was important to my dad. Why was it important to my dad? The Italian connection. So, And it's important to me, too, because it, it, now there's more people there than just Italians, of course. But it does give you a sense of pride. Remember when um, Angela said when she went to Italy, she felt home. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm not going to say I felt home, but I did feel, feel important to me that um, I was recognized by that group. Um, I knew it was important to my mom and dad because they were from over there. I guess like with anything, does it make you feel good? Well, do you, do great you, question. Do you meet people? And it, again, there were many, uh, many of them aren't Italian. You know, who cares? But you meet good people at these things. You know, and where do you meet people? At events. You're not going to meet my dad. used to say, you're not going to meet anybody here looking at me. You know, so um, clubs are important. And, and I'll tell you why else they're important. Because you're under the under so much stress at work and the the hectic life and paying the bills and do this and go pick up the kids and these clubs for a lot of people I know the SOIs the Sons of Italy's and and um, you know all these things they're meant to be a release like the SOI and there's many of them aren't Italian at all members yeah they go there release there's one here at RMU who's not Italian he's like a five percent Italian he goes so yeah. you got to join I said all right I'll join but uh, five dollar beer or something I don't know whatever. Yeah, it was. Well, but they're important. It's, it's a release. Uh, they talk. They watch sports. I know we're having a smoker, obviously, that you're going to be, be attending. Um, that'll be a nice event and swiftly. But um, again, anything. Joe and I were talking before the show. We were in agreement. We don't want to deal with people that we don't like. We we don't want to do things we don't like. We don't want to be at places we don't like. So clubs are places that you like. And and um, there's a Croatian club, I want to say maybe in Ambridge. I'm not really sure. Um, but but they're nice. That doesn't mean that you are anti-anything. Right. That, That's right. Yeah, maybe, because probably. there's a lot of clubs out yeah. there. It's not just about Italian clubs. I belong yeah. to other organizations yeah. that have nothing to do with Italian. And, and, and I think what Angela's trying to do, like you said, a home for all of the clubs. I think that's great. And who am I to say, but I, I envision a building where maybe they do have awards and like a Hall of Fame right. where they have plaques and things like that. Not that I'm giving them a hint to throw an award towards me. Hey, if there's an award available, Listen, send it to me. I'll accept it. But I'm saying. I think I'd have named the hall. The Cloud and Wilson Sports you Hall. Saw, remember, you, remember you saw a picture of my my room? You said, oh, yeah. that, What did you call it? And, <laughs> oh, and I like me room or something like that. Oh, I, and I love me wall. I love me. Well, you know who, who I got that from? Mario Andretti, who's going to be on oh, in a couple yeah. weeks. I'm excited for that. And one. if you don't hear that on live, you can hear it on. ItalianImpactWeekly.com, ding. But, but um, I, I think they're important, um, and, and it's good to – I think John F. Kennedy said, if you, don't know where you, if you don't know where you've been, you don't know where you're going. It's good for people to know where their family is. We've talked about, about right. that on this show, but these clubs are important. No, I, You know what? You hit something very key, though. It's a social club. Yeah. It's meant to go out and relax. The problem now is I think society's a little spoiled in the sense that there's so many options that it's kind of like, where do you want to go eat for dinner? Like we're the, we're one of the few countries in, you know, in the West that we can decide. I got a friend say it to me. He said, you know, we can decide what we want to eat when we want to <laughs> eat. And I said, most of the world doesn't have that kind of luxury. And I think we would just take that simple thing for granted. 
So there was a time, to your point, when people were, were actually working, when they were working long, hard days, you know, a lot of more blue collar, and they want to unwind. I don't want to just unwind with anybody because then I'm just going to not going to maybe unwind because I'm going to be, you know, somebody I may not like sitting next to the bar. I want to go somewhere where it's my peeps, yeah. people I know, got something in common with. We can relate. We can, you know, like you said, maybe it's a sports group. Hey, we like sports. We get together. We all know we like sports. We can talk sports. It's sports. It could be, you know, a women's club. It could be whatever. But I think that commonality instantly creates a bond that you don't have to figure out who you're going to connect with. You know what I mean? You, once you join the club, hey, you're one of us. You're in the club. We know we've got something in common. And that that friendship almost immediately starts at that point. And uh, that social aspect makes life much, much better for folks. But for some reason, like I said, we could, we're going to talk about this a lot more in the future too. You know, why young folks don't seem to be getting involved in a lot of these clubs. So, I mean. Yeah, and that's a shame. I don't know what they do, but even, you know what, I think even signups for baseball and other sports are down because of what? This thing here that I'm holding yeah. in my hand, the a idiot phone. phones, right. Yeah, and you know the old thing, and again, I'm dating myself, but we would leave, especially in the summer, we would leave the house at 10, we wouldn't get back till six, and we go back out again. We were always playing. Now we don't see that anymore. They're playing, but they're all online and yeah, indoors. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Or, or now those kids, those kids who are now in their fifties and sixties, are still trying to go to clubs if there are any available because right. they're used to that that thing, you know. And um, and it's good. It's a good release. What do they call, what do they say about entertaining entertainment? They say um, it makes you forget about your troubles or worries or work or whatever and we all need that we all need that and i think these clubs are important so. all right do we want to take a little five second break here and uh, talk about a nuts event coming up yes and a good guest he's he's here now so we will uh, introduce him in a minute yep we're gonna hear him. the italian american sports hall of fame banquet will be wednesday august 2nd at the lamont restaurant in mount washington if you want to become a member or attend the banquet please send us uh, your name and information to questions at Italian Amer Italian Impact Weekly.com. That's questions at Italian Impact Weekly.com. And don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office, as well as my podcast at ClaudioRelsano.com, where I've interviewed such legends as Mario Andretti, Vince Ferragamo, Dick Vermeil, Vince Papali. And don't forget, Mario Andretti will be on our show. May 4th. We're very excited about that. Our TV boxing show, The Boxing Authorities, on Channel Box with Lou Dupree Jr., Smoking Jim Frazier, and myself. My basketball podcast, uh, it's called the PA Basketball Coaches Association Podcast. Go to pa-bca.org. And on April 3rd, Monday, we'll be watching the NCAA Championship uh, game Sans John Calipari, who I was hoping would win the whole thing. Another Italian guy, but that's okay. Uh, we are the Italian Hall of Fame is having a membership drive. It's a cigar smoker again Monday, April third. Time five o'clock to eight o'clock at the Broadleaf Cigar Room at four twenty six Broad Street in Swickley. It is next to Mambo Italiano. Make sure you come to that event. It's a great event. A lot of great people. It'll be a lot of fun. And Steve Mancini will be there. Heck yeah! If there's no other reason to be there, I'll be there. That's right. And I'll be there as well, which is maybe why people won't come now, right? You're going to YinzerCon. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm excited Don't about that. Don't forget that one. Yeah, I was very excited about that. I had a lot of uh, nice a, remarks. That about is that. official Pittsburgh local celebrity status. I mean, that is uh, official. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I appreciate <laughs> Angela inviting me, and um, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, that sounds fun. like it. Yeah. Said, that was a great I'm interview. If, you're, if anyone missed that interview yeah. with the dad and the Go son. Go to Italian was, Impact yeah, we, But, but I'm t- it was a funny email yeah. or uh, interview because um, – I never again. I never heard of a worse golfer tournament. <laughs> and when he was telling them stories, I'm telling you, I was just like, he's I, a great guy. I, it was a great. It was a great story. So yeah. again, if you haven't caught that interview or any of our past interviews, ItalianImpactWeekly.com. Yeah. Yes, we keep sending you to ItalianImpactWeekly.com. Yeah, Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I'm honored to be asked to that. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. We have a very special guest today. He is the general manager of Moon Golf Course in Moon Township, Pennsylvania, Mr. Josh Danino. Josh, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. All right. First off, tell us where you're from. I'm a Pittsburgher on the east side of town. You know, we're out here in Moon. So when I was, gr- I grew up in Penn Hills. And at the time, this was like the Badlands. You know, you never made it past you know one or one or two rivers and go into the airport. When I was a kid, was you know that's half a day trip. So, but I grew up in Penn Hills. I'm a Pittsburgher. I went to uh, Duquesne University, so I stayed in, in Pittsburgh for college. Right. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Central Catholic. Really? Yes. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what year did you graduate? 1995. Please tell me you're not like a North Catholic graduate or anything. 89 Central. Okay. Oh, fantastic. See that? Fantastic. I can always tell. When he said Duquesne, I was like, oh, but he right, went to Central. Yeah, the, the, the feeder system of there Central you onto <laughs> Duquesne. It, you know what? It is like a feeder system. But not only that, I've, people in the Italian Hall of Fame, there's a lot of Joey Manuel. Uh, there's a friend of mine who was on the show, Bob Bazzelli. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of guys Central. From, from Central. Yeah. Joe Manuel taught me, so yeah. Oh, he did. Yes, okay, yes, he did. Yep. Yeah, Joe's a great. Wait guy. a minute, he was the algebra teacher, right? He was. Yep. Oh, he was you, a scout for he, he was my, City. He, yes. Yeah, he was my teacher too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. That. yeah. Joe's a great guy. Yeah, long time scout. Yeah, he was. Because man, he was scout when they won the World Series. He was. I remember that because I was actually in Central when they won. Uh, Eighty-five. Yeah, I was a sophomore, wow. I think. Yes. And he would probably bring that up yep. yeah, regularly. Sure. Time. Regularly, that's for sure. Good for him, though. You know, Josh. First of all, tell us about your Italian upbringing. What were some of the things that were instilled in you, and do you pass those traditions slash philosophies on to your kids? I I, I do. Well, the, the the second part first. Yes, I make sure I continue to pass on traditions. But I have. Uh, uh, Italian relatives and, and heritage on both sides of my family, my uh, my mother and father's side of the family, my uh, uh, grandparents on on those sides were first generation. So, um, and uh, native Pittsburgher. So, and on the east part of town, and if if you're from here and know the East Liberty part of town, lots of lots of Italians. So, sure. my parents grew up only blocks apart. Typical. Pittsburgh story and Central Catholic uh, attendance for uh, both for my father and, and uh, his brothers um, and who has a brother that went into the priesthood very typical Pittsburgh we offer uh, up Italian one per tra- family yeah, that's right yeah, yeah. well wh- where there's actually three in my family two on one side and and, wow. and one on the other so we went a little bit over the, the quota to help anybody else out that was lagging so um, but uh, you know from I grew up in uh, mix of blue collar white collar uh background and uh firefighters and bricklayers and mill workers in my family so uh the mill workers which one was the white collar (laughs) (laughs) well that was there's the blue collar generation and then then you get into the 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 priests and the the managers and and office uh workers so you know 
and the priest obviously very white collar um <laughs> pun intended yeah yeah but um firefighters stonemason bricklayer uh italian relatives and uh those were those were my, my that was my grandfather and, and, and cousins uh and my my parents both being from the same neighborhood a thickly italian neighborhood at, the, at that time um it's just my earliest memories are stories from them from when they were you know smaller than smaller than me so um from holiday traditions to just what it means to be family um you know that's very very important to us the central connection i was the sixth seventh person in my family to go there there wasn't like a lot of choice you know it seemed like. <laughs> so um yeah tradition has always been uh important and, and i try and pass that along to my kids the best that I, that I can. I have a son and a daughter. Now, what part of Italy were your fa- is your family from? Uh, near Naples. Okay, good. All, all sides? Um, there's some relatives that are from uh, Sicily um, and some that are near Florence. Okay, because so usually there's like a mix, like mm-hmm. one's from the middle or north and one's from the south, or whatever. Mm-hmm. especially in Pittsburgh. Or especially in Pittsburgh. Columbia. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question, though. Let's kind of go back, because I like the idea that you were from, uh, first of all, I like the idea that you're from Central. Yeah. I, mean, I can't, I'm not going to lie, I'm, not, I'm biased. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about that, because uh, you didn't, you were there just a few years after I graduated. So um, thinking back, you grew up in Penn Hills. You had that experience with your family. So you were kind of in that generation that, uh, I, don't, I don't, this is one thing, him and, you know, Claudia and I have always kind of gone back and forth. I know we're, we're talking to some other guests, you know, when you look now versus then, do you still see it the same way? Like, is that, is that gener- I mean, is that, I don't want to say that neighborhood, but do, do you still see that culture alive like it was back then? Uh, not in the same way. I, I feel like um, it, it came to my parents to pass on some of those things to us almost effortlessly. And for uh, myself and my family to pass it on again to, another generation and, and nieces and nephews, it seems to come with a lot more effort, you know. So people are spread out more thinly and they're um, to hold on to certain traditions or values, you know, particularly to our, our heritage, just it, it doesn't come as naturally and, mm-hmm. and a little more work involved. So it's funny, I was talking to somebody yesterday, he said he said Italian culture here is almost frozen in time from eighty years ago. He says like that's that's not and Marco, if you're listening, yes, this was you. And I think he was right on this. A lot of what we passed down is like a snapshot of your great-grandparents when they came here. This is how it was, and they taught their kids. And so they captured that Italy that was. Mm-hmm. And you go to Italy now, and there's some of that there. I go back every year. There's definitely some of those traditions, but some of it's changed. Everything, the music, the dress, the attire, just the way people act. It's, it's, it's not the same. Yeah, you can go to a smaller town and see that. Um, you know, maybe some of the old traditions, but you go to other, you know, like Rome or something, it's, it's Rome, it's a modern city and all that. You know, you kind of said that it was, it's a little more effort. Are you doing that because that is, and it's kind of a, I don't, I don't mean it's like, don't take this question wrong, but are you doing that because you feel like it's an obligation? You just feel like, no, I just, I like that. Uh, I A little bit of both. I think an obligation because I want that to just continue. Right. I'm obligated to my parents, my grandparents, my great grandparents. So, but it, it's we'll say it's like a labor of love, you know. So it's it's not something that you know I shy away from. So um, I think it's very much worth it to make sure that my children and my my nieces, my nephews are aware of that. And I, I think uh, my 
my brothers uh, feel similarly. So my brothers, my first cousins feel feel sim- similarly. So it is a little bit more effort with the next generation, our kids, um, but uh, a labor of love. We, we, well, we don't mind that. And it's probably a good idea. I mean, because you know what? Otherwise, what happens is it just gets so diluted, it gets forgotten. So you have to it make does. a con- you know, concerted effort that, listen, I'm not going to make you wear a black dress, you know, when you're when you're 40 years old. I mean, those days are gone. But at the same time, I maybe we're going to teach you some traditions because we the families. I think families should have traditions, and it's like we keep saying it's going to come from where are your parents from, where their parents are from. They were, it's going to pass. That is what tradition. That's what makes your family your family. It's not always about well, we're related. Okay, you know, there's going to be more to it than that. Um, yeah. Give me an example of something though you are kind of. Actively teaching. Well, I will say like even uh, we'll we'll use an easy one as an example: holidays. Okay, you know holidays are very important for me. Where I feel that there's no effort is that's just the way it is. And you alluded to that, Steve. It's just and my kids have started to take that on as they don't know any other way. And if there's friends or we'll say outsiders uh, that do something different or just you know from one year to the next that some crazy amalgamation well, sometimes we do this and sometimes we do that that's almost a foreign concept to them i know it is to me um and i i like that i like that comfort of we just know how it is that's our our family story it may be odd to describe sometimes to somebody else but that that's that's our the chaos our story. of christmas eve yeah that's... and and to me it's almost baffling how you could possibly do something different you know and i, I like that i'm 45 years old and i know no other way <laughs> of certain things I, I know for me it's something i there's not a step i can take and swiftly that i don't have a memory with my mom and dad and holidays. I remember, I remember one time, I was at Three River Stadium for a Pirate game, May of 1985. I have no idea why it popped into my head. But I said, I don't think anybody in this place has had, they have a better life than me or better holidays. And I have so many memories of holidays. And we want to do that for our daughter. There are certain things that we do, that we do every year. And like her friends, they, they don't do that, you know, unfortunately. And teach their own. You know, they don't have to do what I do. But it's important for me to, those holidays, traditions that I did when I was a kid, that we're doing that for our daughter. And she loves it. And hopefully she'll continue that. Now, before we talk about your work now as general manager of the Moon Golf Course in Moon Township, um, what did you do prior to that? Some of the things that you did prior to that. And I'm always interested because I've had so many people uh, have impact in my life professionally and personally. Uh, who were some of the people that had impact on you professionally and personally? Well, first, I've, before I came into the, the golf industry, I was in, in finance uh, for a number of years. And uh, before that, I was actually in uh, health, mental health. And that's what I went to school for. And how I moved on to finance was an odd transition at the time. And how I came into to golf was almost marrying the two, so to speak. Um, always good with uh, numbers and uh, in personal relationships with people, customer service, and and um, I fell into that Moon Golf Club uh, in between, you know, uh, jobs and careers. And it was one of those things where uh, I was going to try it out for a little bit, and I liked it more than I thought I did. <laughs> they liked me a little more than I thought they would. And uh, it took off from, from there, and I had the opportunity 
to move uh, up in, in, in leadership and management uh, after being there for a couple of years. So I've been there 10 seasons now. So At Moon, it's been there 10 years you've been there? I, I've been there for 10 years. This is my 10th wow. season there. Because yeah. it just seemed like yesterday it was a different name, different Yeah, course. it was it was Bonaire Golf, bon bon Golf Course from 1932 all the way to 2005. So Moon it's, Township uh, purchased in 2005. Wow, yeah. that time. Yeah, it's an old, it's an old property. Never, I just said four. Well, I knew it was old, but I thought Bonaire, if you'd have told me when Moon run, I've been going there I don't know for how long. I, I would not have guessed it was there that long. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean the name. Yeah, Moon. Yeah, yeah. It's coming. That's eighteen years. Yeah. Wow. Eighteen years. Yeah. Wow. And okay. there's still some that refer to it as Bonaire. Okay. So yeah, they they haven't been able to let that go. So <laughs> it's it's kind of a different place since the Bonaire days. Wow. And and uh, second part of the question was who are some of the people that uh, had impact on you both professionally and personally. I, I was able, I'm very fortunate enough that in my uh, different jobs, my primary careers, I should say, because I was a career changer, is I had uh, excellent bosses. And excellent bosses that uh, I, I still use uh, words of wisdom, uh, their own sayings, their own uh, invented analogies uh, from a couple decades ago that have just stuck with me. Not everybody can say that, or they have nightmare bosses. I had uh, life impacting bosses that, that, uh, had, uh, great words of wisdom for me, um, and advice. And as I've gotten older and, you know, I've, I've kids now that work for me that are born in, you know, the 2000s, you know, the mid 2000s, it's kind of frightening to ask these kids their age, but as a, now a manager of people, I, I recall those words of wisdom that I've got, you know, 20 years ago in, in different careers that were strong enough, uh, to span across an entirely different job or career, you know they've they've stuck with me. So I'm lucky. I haven't had uh, nightmare nightmare bosses, nightmare uh, supervisors. So and, and even my my predecessor in, in this position that I'm in now, um, I was able to learn under for a couple of years. So I'm 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 blessed and fortunate in that regard. I'm curious, what's your favorite cliche that you learned? Oh man, I, I couldn't say that on on the air. I would have some <laughs> favorites, but. Yeah, and and I have to I, I pull those ones out in, in very particular times. Now tell us about uh, being general manager of the uh, Moon Golf Course. What are some of your responsibilities? What are some of the things that are, are that that go to your day to day uh, job? A, a, a little bit of everything. Uh, so in public golf, you never know what you're going to get uh, each day. Uh, Moon Golf Club is a municipal golf course, so municipal golf courses, you know, have some kind of relationship with a township or a city or a county. Um, ours, you know, relationship is, is Moon Township, who uh, just owns the, the, the property. We're actually a leaseholder, so it's a very unique arrangement. We're, we're our own entity. We're not park employees or we're not uh, township employees or anything like that. Um, and the GM's job is uh, to manage daily operations, work in conjunction with the golf course superintendent. He's the one that keeps the, the magic going outside. And in smaller public daily fee courses, uh, a little bit of everything. So you're the guy that makes the coffee, cleans the bathrooms, hopefully gets some other people to do that too, uh, books, events, checks in golfers, handles the finances, uh, long-term planning, all those kinds of things. So it's a little bit of a little bit of everything, which is what I like about the job. So And I love the game. So yeah. it's a little bit of something different every single day. No two days are ever alike in, in this business. Now, do you – 
I don't want to say design the course. Do you do anything to make it a little bit easier, a little bit harder? Uh, I, I think it's a, I love the course. I always have. It's one of those courses where uh, you, you do good one week. Next time you go, you do terrible. You think, maybe I got it, and you didn't go. It's a tricky course. It's a, it's a tough course, but it's a fun course. I won't mention some names, which I really don't go to them too much. <laughs> I play in some different events, but unless you're a pro, yeah, it's not fun. Uh, uh, Angelo would love it. We had Angelo Spagnola yeah. on. <laughs> he would like it, but it's no fun shooting, you know, a, a bad score. Right now at, at your place, you do have an opportunity to shoot a good score, also a bad score. Yeah, you know, you know I'm trying to say it, yeah. it, it's a challenging course, but it's a fun course. It, it is, and and it, it, eighteen to, holes, right? Yeah, eighteen okay. holes. Yeah, 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 trying to put your finger on exactly how to describe that place and what what makes it enjoyable. And I had this conversation with somebody earlier that wants to come on board and, and, and join us. Is it's an approachable place, so well it challenges you enough. Um, it's priced the right way, yeah. um, but you can have fun. You can be challenged, not feel like it's too easy for you, um, and that you're going to come up and, and beat up the course. Um, and people really love. The work that our superintendent does to keep that place in, in pristine condition, which uh, surprises a lot of people. They, they come to a muni, a municipal course, and think, you know, I'm just going to, you know, have, uh, you know, not the best conditions. It's always nice. Yeah. Always. It, yeah, it's always nice and in great condition. So, um, but it, it's not intimidating. So there you go, it's yeah. not going to intimidate well, anybody. Well, there's a couple holes yeah. there. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah, there might be a few, for, and definitely for, for me too. But you can you can feel challenged, and there's there's people that come by, and they said, you know what, they, they look, it's not that long of a course, and they thought they were going to shoot the, the best score of their lives, and they didn't. It was it was uh, fast greens, yeah. and it's narrow in spots, and there's some tricky spots, and they come back, and they say, I just had a great time. I wasn't my best, but I can't wait to come back the next What's time. What's the hole by the road that has the short par three? Uh, hole number seven. Take that hole. I did drop a pencil or a pen. <laughs> I, I, you know, you. Well, I've had a few times I was okay on that hole, but you really think that uh, I'm gonna bang this home and do well, and you end up shooting like a five or a six. Yes, yeah. and back and it's it's, it's like a little a five hole. or a six on a par three. I'm like, hey, not bad. Yeah, it might, it might ruin your day. So from the Bon Air days, you used to have to shoot it over the road on that. Oh yeah, that I didn't like. Go yeah. over power lines. So yeah, yeah, when yeah. Moon came around, but probably by 2007, they did away with shooting it over the road. Which what was could very go wrong. smart. Yeah, what, <laughs> what could, could go, wrong? go wrong? Yeah, yeah, very smart. No, that's funny stuff. Um, by the way, do uh, do the Caddyshack references ever get old? <laughs> they never, they never get old. They never. It depends get old. what kind of score you're shooting. Yeah, for me. Yeah, I had this one guy. It's like I, I'm not in the mood for him right now. You know, what I mean, he would go on with the with the thing. I, I didn't want to hear it. But <laughs> no, I, w I want to kind of go back though. Um, let's go back. Let's go back in time to family. Uh, you know, Italian tradition, etc. Um, have you been back to Italy? I have not. I have not. I have not been to Italy. Can you Never. believe that? Like, Cut him off. Yeah, him that's right. <laughs> Where's the kill that's switch? That's right. You want to talk about something that's a, a, a dream curious, or on a bucket I'm, list? The reason I well, as I say, I'm curious because uh, I, my first time was until I was old, probably a year or so older than you, and um, now I've gone back every year since, except for once during COVID. But I was curious because you're not that far removed from people that immigrated here, mm -hmm. which means there's a very real possibility that you've got living relatives over there. Do you oh, know sure. that? Or you, we do. Okay. We do. You, yeah. ever, you stay in touch with them at no, all? No, we know that they're there. My parents were able, and my and a cousin were able to track down uh, some folks that, yeah, we know that they're there. Uh, I'd, make it a, I'd make it a point, because when I went back, that was like a most surreal moment. I mean, it was something right out of the, you know, the beginning of the Godfather, the wedding scene, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
I mean, you're just like, they've got the, you know, the wine and the pictures and the food table and everything. Like, this is like, this is real? Yeah. You know, so uh, I'm yeah. curious. And it, I, I think I have a copy of this. And, and uh, a cousin of mine brought back who would be our uh, great-grandfather, uh, his certificate of birth um, from, from Italy. And I have a copy of that. And there, there's something about that piece of paper that's just like, I, I need to go and and be there and, and experience part of this. And even that piece of paper has some kind of uh, almost like living quality, you know? So, right. and seeing some information on that sheet that we didn't know, like really this was his, his middle name and we didn't know that, you know? And, you, and he went on a trip there and he, he was able to discover this. So um, that stuff is, and it's just in a desk drawer, but just holds some kind of uh, power for me. Now, the funny thing is, is um, in keeping with American tradition, for some reason, when you arrive into the country, the people just can't, well, I won't say it, but let's just say they don't spell very well. <laughs> let's just keep it that way. Because it's funny because I've had so many people, and I had to go through the same thing, where you got the names are wrong, they're spelled wrong, and I, you know, I get it, some of it's, because they're using, they're using pencils and pens and they're writing it down, but a lot of times they just spelt it like it sounded, right. or what town are you from, or they dropped the name, it's too complicated, then where you're John, you know, you're not Giovanni or whatever, you're John. And mm -hmm. It just screwed everything up. I, did you ever change anything? Do you guys have your right names, in other words? We do. We do. Right. So as, Most as people far, don't. Yeah. They have something As close, far as but, I know. Right. So, right. <laughs> you know, I could get there, Stephen. There's a surprise, and it's not, right. you know, how it's uh, yeah. said or pronounced. But um, it's, it is pronounced differently. Um, so, but uh, other than that, it's, it's as far as we know, that is our name. What's your favorite thing about being Italian? <sighs> the noise. The, the sound, you know, there's Very there's true. never a quiet home. That's so, right. And Interesting. So yeah. I'm normal. Funny, I'm funny normal. he says that. that. I just said it to my, it's just three of us. Yeah. And I, well, you know my wife, Linda, because yeah. she taught your kids. Yeah. But, uh, well, she's quiet, but my daughter and I aren't so quiet. My wife's Italian too, but go yeah, on. Yeah, there's, there's never a, a quiet moment. If there is, there's something wrong or someone's <laughs> mad at somebody. So um, just, you know, between uh, your average family uh, get-together, Heck, even just conversation. There, nothing is done quietly, and I'm. It's kind of funny. I feed off of that. I don't. I like being around busy places. I like cities. I like boisterous, you know, environments. So, and that's how any conversation would go in my family. How any holiday would go. I think for any time, if you have something laid back, you're you're, you're doing it wrong. So. I, I don't mean this in a bad way. By no means. You know, everybody today's. You know, whenever we cook, you can smell. There's a scent. Right? It smells good. It smells yeah. like you're cooking something, That's right? That's right. And the other thing, too, one time my daughter went to a friend's house, and I think the daughter, and this is kind of sad. It's not really funny, but the daughter was went to hug the father before sitting down, and he told her, now you know better than that. This is where we eat. I'm saying, geez. I mean, we, we hug, kiss, I love you. I, you know, even when I was growing up, uh, if I was – going to Pittsburgh, I'd hug my mom and kiss my mom like I'd never see her again. That's just the way it was. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, we, we that's the way it was. And that's how we are with my daughter. And and the good thing is she's a senior at Pitt now, and, and she sees that that's not the norm. Uh, that's, that's not the norm. Uh, that's true. And, and how uh, my kids have even picked up on those things, um, you know, how you greet – how you greet relatives, so the things that just come 
naturally to, to them. Yeah. Um, that, that's just, you know, how it is. So you, you kiss your mom and dad, you, you know. And this isn't an insult to anybody, no, just how we do it. Yeah. It, it's, if you're not comfortable with that, don't do it. Yeah. And and just how I, I talk about the things that just come naturally, you know, yeah. that, that, that aren't that aren't forced. So, but yeah, uh, sound and, and smells, you know, there's things that you smell cooking that I remember when one of my grandmothers might have made something when I was seven years old. Right. You know, and that, that, that memory just comes back so, so quickly. Yeah. And we are here talking to the general manager of Moon Golf Course, Moon Township, Mr. Josh Danino. Um, Josh, when you said that, I, I've told this story on the air before, I think in 2003 it was. It was probably a couple of times, but my dad, unfortunately, was in the hospital during uh, Christmas Eve, during that, that week, and he wanted bacala. I said, well, Dad, I can't bring bacala up here. The whole place is going to smell. Every cat in town is going to follow me. Bring it. I said, Dad, I can't bring it. I said, okay, the nurses aren't going to like it. They're going to be upset because you know yourself, Josh. You just, I, 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 am, I do cook it well. But I brought it up there, and for whatever reason, I had to leave the room. Right? When I got back, it was like a party. The nurses never had that before, and they were eating it up. Man, this is good. you know. And, uh, but like you said, that, that scent reminds me another thing which I, I make a lot for my daughter and my wife, uh, fried broccoli with garlic. But I got to tell you a story. Now, you again, you know my wife. One day, I, I think I was away on a trip. I come back. She wanted to surprise me. And she made the fried bro- uh, broccoli with, with garlic. And I make it really good, but it's, for some reason, it's not the same as the way my mom made it. I have no idea why. No idea why. But anyway, so Linda wanted to surprise me. I like salt, but... I'll put it to this way. If I would have eaten that dish that she made me, they wouldn't, you know, when you die, they shoot that stuff. They, you wouldn't have had that. They preserve me forever. And, and I ate it, and I, I was like, if I say it's too much salt, it's like a fish saying this is too much water, you know. But she tried, and I appreciate it, Linda. Thank you. But you hit it on the head, you know, the, the, the sense of food. And, 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 the, and I was just telling uh, Linda and Ida yesterday, we were watching some TV, um, Sebastian Malasoko, as a matter of fact, he was yes. talking about years ago when somebody would knock at your door. It was company. Oh, come on in. It was mm-hmm. fun. I don't know if you ever saw that oh, bit. Yeah. Now, somebody knocks on the door. Who is it? Who is that? What's going on? Yeah. Duck. Let's yeah. see who it is. Turn the lights down. Right. But we used to have like pictures of a lot of the old timers from Italy who would come over. And as soon as you walk in, shot of whiskey, ginger ale, the, uh, the S- cookies and, and what was that place um oh my god it was in Coriopolis Maria's mm-hmm. you might be too young to remember that in Coriopolis they had great Italian delicatessen great Italian uh, cookies and my mom was a great cook but then uh, the old coach of the Rams Buffalo Bills the Seattle Seahawks Chuck Knox was a like a family member to us whenever he'd come over mom I don't know how we ate because the table was just pounded with food right and you know, and the beer, and the wine, and the food, and the sweets, and the uh, the the whiskey cake, and all that. And man, that was good, and it was special. Kind of hungry. Oh man, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Now. But again, I'm sure every group has their thing. I just think ours is a little bit better. Uh, yeah, ours is a little bit better. Smells a little bit better. Tastes <laughs> a little it. bit better. Now, now, do you, what do your kids think about the things that you pass on to them? I, I, as I was saying earlier, I think, for example, on you know, on certain holidays, it's uh, they imagine no other way. You know, like this is this right. is just what we do. And if there's a choice of whether they're going to be on one side of the family or the other, it's like, well, well, this is what we're going to do. So yeah. you know, this is that's just the way it is. Um, and 
it, we talk about, you mentioned Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's one of my favorite meals of the entire year. But they look forward to that for for months in it or in the holidays leading up to that it's it is unique that's mm-hmm. what you know I, I love about that there's there's no other meal like that you know anywhere how, how we do uh, Christmas Eve but we're doing it the same almost the same way now as what my parents experienced when they were young or when they were first married and they've been married almost 50 years and it's almost the same we make a couple tweaks you know but it's the same thing and that, yeah. that comfort of just doing the same thing you know over and over and over it's not even the, I mean, the presents are nice, but it's the food. It's the, the you know, for me, because uh, I do all the cooking, Linda's very lucky. Um, <laughs> I enjoy that pretty much almost, well, it helps me pretty much more than anything. Yeah. I, I just, and my mom used to really enjoy cooking for us because uh, I didn't cook back then. And that was part of it. And she would, I, I, to be honest with you, I know she did eat during the holidays, but I don't remember her eating. Yeah, it's funny. It's one of the as many memories as I have of my my grandmother in the kitchen. Is at times I don't remember what happened to her when we actually yeah. sat down to eat. She was at one end of the table, I suppose. But yeah, you don't remember where she go. I, I remember yeah, one time. Remember when, her in her apron in the kitchen. Yeah, when, when when again Chuck Knox said, "Ida, if you don't," that was my mom's name as well. If you don't sit down and eat, then I'm not eating. And she listened to everything he said. So she sat down. But I don't. I'm trying to think now that I think about it. I remember obviously the spread was there. I don't know if she – I she had to have eaten something. I just don't remember it. So for the folks listening, uh, we've just pretty much played on every Italian stereotype there is. We you like know to what, eat, though, but like to cook, we're noisy. But that's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, that's not a bad good, thing. It's a good thing. It really is. I like to eat. That's just, I'm not going to lie. But who doesn't? <laughs> you know, that's another thing since you brought brought that up. I don't know. British food's pretty bad. You ever been there? Well, I don't know about <laughs> so. that. I love Mexican, love Chinese. But my dad one time – he used to get very upset when people would say – that the Italians eat spaghetti and pizza and wine. Well, who doesn't? Exactly. Who doesn't? I mean, they probably eat it more than we do. Or they, you know how they say, we talk with our hands. Well, everybody does. We just get the uh, The irony the on that is, is they tell you if you're going to be public speaking, to not keep your hands at your side, to use your hands to engage the audience. Yeah, yeah. So we're just natural public speakers. I, That's I all think you're right. It's very simple. Right. But anyways, I'm going to ask and you. modesty, right? You know, the Italians, <laughs> yeah. We're very extreme, shy. We're extremely I'm modest. A very shy person. Bunch, yes. I, deep, I used deep down. I used down. a quote very today deep. that I messed up when we were talking to Bob Bazzelli, but I used a quote today from Rocky Marciano when they asked him, uh, would you have beaten Muhammad Ali and all these other guys? He said, well, if I told you I couldn't, I'd be lying. But if I told you I no, if I told you I couldn't, I'd be lying. I still messed up this quote. If I told you I couldn't, I'd be lying. If I told you I could, I'm bragging. You know. There you so, go. That's a funny one, though. Yeah. All right, I got a question for you now. So uh, you seem very cheerful and chippy, and that's a good thing, because otherwise, what the hell are we have you on the show for? But <laughs> what what is your secret? Like, what do you, do you, do you pass, like, a like I'm going to say tips for life? Did you learn that from your parents, grandparents, how to be happy in life? Because it's one of the things we're trying to get for our listeners. When people are listening to the show, you know, there's so much negative noise out there. You know, you try and get some positive out of life. Some people are happy. How do you tell How do you be happy? How do you tell people this? Well, I think... <laughs> There's in in my house, household growing up and, and still where my parents don't live where I grew up uh, they, they got a much better house than what I grew up in so, <laughs> um, is humor laughter and humor is if you're in a Danino household whatever branch of the family someone's there's always laughter there's always uh, some hard knocks you know there's it's not always gentle you know there's there's some tough love and and if you can't hang 
<laughs> you're you're going to get swallowed up, you know. So I but think it creates thick skin, which it, is important it, it, in the real world. It creates world. thick skin, and there's not to take yourself too seriously uh, because someone else is going to probably mow you down. So, yeah. but there there's a laugh to be had, you know, everywhere. Not to take ourselves, you know, too 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 seriously. So you know the look from a, a family <laughs> member if you if you do. But there's uh, people that know us, know my family, know that we love to laugh. We we love to the kid and have fun with one another um and being around family isn't um the obligation so it's it's a it's a fun time so and and just being together and uh, i try not to take myself too too seriously sometimes so and i'm in the hospitality and recreation industry so it's a business but it's a fun business it's golf and food and the outdoors and of course beer so if you take it too seriously you're you're doing it wrong so if I do that, I'm not doing my job well. Have you had any family members come to the golf course? And what do they say that, you know, you're running that place? What have they said yeah, to you? They, Especially your parents. Yeah, they, they've come for events um, when we've had parties there. My brothers, one of my brothers does not play uh, maybe once a year. My other brother and I play together quite a bit whenever we get a chance. And he frequents uh, the golf course. And sometimes I'll see his name on a reservation, and I don't even know that he's <laughs> going to be there. So, um, and and they, they enjoy it. They're... They're um, proud of what we've been able to do there, um, and the place has evolved, you know, over the crop across the last, you know, five, ten years. Um, I wish uh, my other brother got into the game a little bit more, and I didn't learn the game from uh, my parents, so which is often how it's how it's passed on, but not for me. I came into it a little bit later. So, uh, but they uh, they like being around it. They like hearing about it on. Um, when they see a TV commercial for it or hear a radio commercial for it, see an article, um, or we've gotten some local accolades. So uh, they're, um, they don't always get it, you know, because they're not golfers, but when they're around, they sure enjoy it. What are your goals for the golf course, and what upcoming events that people can uh, connect with you to join? Well, every, you know, the thing in uh, public golf is you, you try and up the ante a little bit <clears throat> every year. So uh, it's no secret that golf has been booming over the past couple of years. So um, for us, all the new folks that have come into the game or have been playing more often uh, is, is to hold on to them. So we don't want to see that this has just been a flash in the pan over the past couple of years. And that's happened in parts of the uh, parts of the country. But, you know, younger, newer customers, I want to see new players. Um, I want to see three years from now, four years from now, five years from now. So, and I think uh, at Moon, we've, our, our players, our visitors have seen that every year we're doing something new to the golf course. We completed a, a building, we, we get a new cart fleet, uh, we're, we're in the middle of uh, 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 refurbishing a hole today. Um, so that there's always something uh, visual to them so that they know that this is my place the place that I'm loyal to I come I'm not a member because it's a public place but it's in my township and I'm here every week I'm going to see the, what, what you guys are doing to the place so um, you know we've been a popular place for the past couple of years I certainly don't want to see that go away anytime soon so as far as events go you know we have a couple um, we, we always have something going on, um, but our signature event right smack in the middle of the summer is the Moon Open, So, which is uh, this will be the 17th Moon Open, something that sells out in a day. It's like our, our, our version of a club championship. So it's two days of 18 holes. It's the third week of July, um, and it's something that people start asking about 
the previous summer, the previous fall. So um, we usually have about 120, 130 players. We'll see that about the third week of July this year. So everybody wow. will be excited for that. Good. All right. Well, I tell you what, for the thousands, no, tens of thousands of <laughs> listeners right now, if you were going to give, if you want to give our listeners some advice, give them, tell them something, you know, that through your experience, you've been running, you know, everybody say, oh, it's just a golf course. He runs it. You know what? You're still managing a business and you got to deal with a lot of problems. And I tell you what, anything where you're in the business of dealing with people creates a lot of problems. <laughs> I get it. I understand. You said hospitality. I'm like, I, I would never do it. I, would, I could not be in customer service, not because I can't be kind, it's just because I don't know that I could handle. There are just some people that are never going to be happy. So if you're going to give our listeners some advice, just life advice, you say, you know what? I would tell you this. What would it be? I would say um, it, two things for those related to this industry. One, those that are on my side of the desk is thoroughly enjoy making people happy. So you might see 300 folks in a day, and there might be one or two that are just really awful. We know that. That can happen, right? Cloudy Anybody, oh. right? But not to interrupt you, <laughs> what are you complaining about? Well, I, I ask that question myself a lot, Claudio. That's number seven hole, like, Claudio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, uh, what is there to complain about? So, But you made a lot of people happy that day, yeah. probably. That's For the people on the other side of the desk, know that someone there is working really hard just to help hope that you have a good time you know that's your escape where you know your little world away even though it might be in the you know just a couple miles from an airport um is it's your little world away and someone's working really really hard not just at our golf course at, at thousands of golf courses to make you happy so and in this the golf industry or just in uh hospitality generally someone's working pretty hard to make your life a little bit better uh and give you what you need so in this day and age. And if they get out of line, slack, right? you just tell them, you'll get nothing and like it. I'm sorry, yeah. that's a county yeah. shack reference. <laughs> yeah. Two, yeah. Two, yeah. You'll get nothing and like to, it. to wrap up. Number one, your best score there ever. I can't tell you that. No, my best score there is just a 79. So uh, that's, that's my best score. Good score. Yeah. That's no, pretty... that's just nine holes, Steve. Oh, no, no, hey, listen. <laughs> I, that's not too far from my yeah. nine hole. That's why yeah. I don't golf anymore. Yeah. And lastly, give us the address. 505 McCormick Road right here in Moon Township, right almost smack in the middle of Moon Township. I tell you what, I played a ton of golf courses. I, I, I really, I'm not just saying this. I really do love the course, and it's improved, uh, obviously, and I know it's going to continue to improve. And, and it's the first time we met physically, but uh, we've texted a few times here and there, and I, I we really, all of us appreciate you taking time, wish you nothing but the best uh, on the golf course and off, and uh, thank you for uh, coming. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. All right, brother. Awesome. And, again, we'd like to thank Hank Eduardo for our music. If you have an event or you're interested in hiring Hank, again, you can find him on Facebook. He performs a variety of classic and modern Italian favorites. That's Hank Eduardo. Again, thanks, Hank. I know you're listening, so appreciate the music. And as always, Claudio. ItalianImpactWeekly.com for archives. We have a Heck, great guest, yeah. a bunch of great guests coming we up. We actually do. We're, and we're going to start putting our guests up yeah. because now we're starting to actually get these things solidified. We've got some very good guests. Donnie coming. Iris will be on eventually. I like uh, And, of course, Mario Andretti, May 4th, will be on. Joe Hill, thank you. Always thank my wife and daughter, Linda and Ida. And, of course, my mom and dad, Olindo and Ida. Awesome. Thank you again, folks, for listening. And we'll see you next week. 